So this is the first Friday of Lent, and in this particular season we look at generally how we can improve in certain areas of our spiritual lives. Generally speaking, the traditional ones are prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. So, as we were uh, meditating for the last couple of days as well, it's very important, I think, to look at Lent through a positive lens, to see it as an opportunity, like we were saying, a married couple who go off uh, on a honeymoon uh, after getting married. They go off not to reject their families, not to reject their home country, but as a way of just being together, investing a little time in each other before things get busy. Uh, so... Uh, so it is with, with Lent every year we have this time that we should be able to, to dedicate to, to deepening our relationship with the Lord, cutting out uh, distractions, cutting out whatever is unnecessary. Uh, so that's, it should, as I say, we should, we should see it as something positive, not as a, a season of misery and misfortune. A couple of days ago I was talking to a lady who said that, uh, she said, Father, I pray all the time. I've been praying for years. Uh, I've been going to prayer groups and pilgrimages and and so on, and uh, going to Mass, obviously, every Sunday and more often if I can. But she said, I've never had this whole personal encounter with the Lord. I hear people talking about it. I hear people uh, sharing their experiences of, of a personal encounter with the Lord. But she said, I have no idea what that looks like. Now, having spoken to her, I could tell she was the kind of person who liked things to be in order. She liked things to be in their place. She liked to arrange things according to color and size, and uh, liked everything to, you know, uh, to. to uh, she liked everything to follow a system, uh, which is grand. Nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, I'm probably a little more like that myself. That's actually probably why I understood her. And so, I think she found it hard to engage her heart in prayer. She found it hard to engage her heart. So when she would pray, or when she would go to Mass, she would do what was asked of her. She, was, she would do what was required. She'd stand when she was supposed to stand, sit when she was supposed to stand, kneel, uh, kneel when she was supposed to kneel, listen, she, you get the point. She would sit, <laughs> it's been a long week. Uh, listen when she was supposed to listen, answer when she was supposed to answer, sing when she was supposed to sing. Okay. And she just, as I say, liked things to be done right. Okay. The issue with that is, I think that kind of crept into her prayer life as well, where she was trying to control her prayer life and trying to do what was supposed to be done, when it was supposed to be done, how it was supposed to be done, tick the box, keep God happy. Forgetting that when it comes to our, our prayer lives, we're dealing with, with someone who has revealed themselves as a person, not as a, 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 a checkbox list that has to be ticked. We're dealing with someone with a heart. So when it comes to our prayer lives, when it comes to Jesus, he had a, had a physical heart. He had a physical body. He loved in a very tangible, visible way. God the Father, we might find a little more difficult to relate to because he doesn't have a physical body, but he is. He reveals himself as Father. And the Holy Spirit then reveals himself as, as love personified, as the consoler, Paracletes, the consoler. Okay, so in our prayer lives, we're dealing with with, with a Trinitarian God who wants us to relate to him as, as with people, not, uh, not abstract ideas, not a, a, just simply a, a creator God who is powerful but has no heart, has no love. That's not how God has revealed himself. So, 
as, as I say, she said, I'd never, I've never had a personal experience with the Lord. And I just thought, well, why not try and have one right now? And so we sat down and prayed. And something which I find very helpful, something which I think uh, might be helpful to us, to us all today, is to reevaluate how we pray and see is there any step that we can make in making our prayer deeper and more heartfelt. Mother Teresa, our saint, Teresa of Calcutta, uh, she said, prayer is not asking. Prayer is putting oneself in the hands of God at his disposition and listening to his voice in the depths of our hearts. So placing ourselves in the hands of God and listening to his voice. Something which I find very helpful in, in prayer is to use as such the imagination of the soul. Where this is difficult to do in a group, it's much easier to do one to one, but we'll, I'll, I'll make a suggestion of it, it's up to each person then, I suppose, to work through it themselves afterwards. Uh, but with the imagination of the soul, I find if, if we're in a, a quiet place, a prayerful place, and you close your eyes. And then allow yourself to imagine God as you see him. So, again, this will be different for, for, for every person, but do you, when, you, when you imagine the Lord, do you imagine him as a, a 33-year-old preacher and teacher? Do you imagine him on the cross? Do you imagine him in the crib? Do you imagine him uh, in an adoration chapel somewhere or some place where you had a, a powerful experience of faith in a place of pilgrimage or something. So, you, and in your, in your, in your, it's more than imagination. In, in your contemplation, go there, go to that place. Okay, so you see Jesus. Now, keep an eye on the details. Is he close or far away? Is he looking at you or at someone else? Where are you in relation to him? What position are you standing, sitting, kneeling? Are you inside or outside? Is it summer or winter? Is it warm or cold? What's he wearing? What are you wearing? Paint the scene. Paint the scene. Allow yourself to, 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 to look around and see things. Are you alone? Is there a crowd around you? If there is a crowd, what are they doing? And allow then what, what you see in, in your heart to, to speak to you. On one occasion I was walking with someone in this way and they said that they, they could see the Lord but he was far away about maybe 50-60 metres away and I asked, I asked her well why, why is that? and she said because I'm walking backwards so then we had to look into that why? why, why are you walking backwards? what, what are you afraid? you're looking at him but you're not going towards him why? Why? What are, you, what are you afraid of? What are you ashamed of? What? It's not him that's moving away from you. What's on your heart? Another occasion I was leading, uh, t- talking to someone like this, leading them through this, and they said that Jesus looked at them with a huge, huge smile and just gave them a big hug and told them everything will be okay. And they were in a house it was this person's grandparents' house who have passed away. But the house was full of light, full of joy. So 
if we do, if we pray like this, don't don't try and control it. Don't don't try and direct it. Just let it let it unfold. Let it go. But ask yourself questions rather than trying to fix it. Just just let the Lord speak. Let the Lord act. Prayer is putting oneself into the hands of God at his disposition and listening to his voice in the depths of our hearts. And if, what's interesting is once, once we kind of get used to praying that way, you can go to that place of prayer pretty much anywhere and very quickly. So if you're driving, if you're in an office, if you're waiting at a bus stop, uh, instead of taking out your phone, you can just go to that place of prayer. And I, I find it very interesting because I never get bored of it, even if it's the same scene. I've, I've never go, oh, here we go again. For some reason, it just it never gets boring. And that allows us then to, to experience the love of Jesus in a very personal way. Because the more we get used to seeing the Lord that way, the more we get used to speaking to him very honestly, the more we get used to listening to him. And then the more, hopefully, we get used to, to doing what he says, to obeying him. And then I think we'll see our prayer lives improve and deepen. And isn't that what we want this Lent? To end this Lent. <clears throat> ready for Easter. To end this Lent. Having deepened our relationship with the Lord. Having deepened our prayer lives. Having deepened our, our self-control which we express in fasting. Having deepened our, our generosity, our love for others which we express in almsgiving. So we ask the Lord today to guide us in our prayer. To teach us to pray. And that as he taught his disciples when they asked him, Lord, how do you pray? He said, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father, may all of our prayers find their way to the heart of God, our Father. Because a humbled and contrite heart, O Father, you will not spurn. Amen. <clears throat>